Before we dive into today's episode, I want to introduce you to The Cobble Group, which is our sponsor here at the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. You know, one of the most frustrating parts of being a commercial real estate investor can be finding and leasing your next deal. And that's exactly why you need a brokerage partner like The Cobble Group. The Cobble Group is a commercial real estate brokerage based in Tennessee, helping buyers, sellers, and landlords navigate the world of buying, selling, and leasing commercial properties. Whether you're interested in office, retail, industrial, or some specialty type of commercial, the Cobble Group has you covered. While the firm largely focuses within the state of Tennessee, they've worked on projects from new construction development in Kentucky all the way to single-tenant net lease investments in Texas and can likely help you with your next investment project. Check out their website at thecobblegroup.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-U-B-L-E group.com or reach out directly to the office by email at office at thecobblegroup.com. Now, let's get into today's show. This week's episode originally aired on our YouTube channel, which you can just find by searching for my name, Tyler Cobble, on YouTube. So if any references don't quite make sense, feel free to check out the show notes for a link to the original video. Here we go. Today, we're going to be diving into how to raise capital for commercial real estate investments. We'll touch on what investment capital is, how to decide if you really need it, getting yourself mentally prepared for raising capital, potential legal structures for the acquisition, how to pitch the investors, and so much more. As we all know, Money is a finite resource. Investing in commercial real estate is expensive, so chances are good you'll run out of your own capital quickly. Learning when and how to properly raise capital is crucial if you're looking to grow your assets. In fact, most of the largest investment and development groups utilize raised capital from investors in order to continue to scale. So here's my guide on how to raise capital and equity for commercial real estate. First, What is investment capital? Investment capital is the money that you use to fund your commercial real estate investments. This capital can be raised to cover down payments, closing costs, renovations, tenant improvements, operating costs, and so much more. Now, there are two different types of investment capital, equity and debt. So first, let's cover equity. Equity is the amount of money that you and your partners would have to put into an investment. Lenders will typically require you to have around 20 to 30% equity in the deal, depending on how it's structured. The higher your equity is in a project, the lower your risk will be. Debt. Debt is borrowed capital from a lender to purchase an asset. Investment groups will utilize leverage to buy larger properties than they could with only their equity contribution. The higher your debt is in a project, the higher your risk will be. However, we won't be covering debt too much today. Now, do you really need to raise capital? Before you start raising capital, you need to ask yourself this question. Once you've taken other people's money, they're going to have a vested interest in your project. And that means you aren't the only one calling the shots. Sure, you may cover responsibilities with an operating agreement, but that won't keep you from having to answer to your investors. There are many pros for taking on investors, but you should consider the cons too, the pros of raising capital. Number one, scalability. Third-party capital can fuel the growth of your real estate investment portfolio faster than you could ever scale on your own. More money equals more deals. Scalability can also increase your profitability too. Number two, experience. 
If you're raising capital from partners with investment experience, they can help ensure the success of the project and bring their expertise to the table as well. Number three, they're another set of eyes. And it never hurts to have others taking a look at your deal. They may find positives and negatives that you just overseen. Now for the cons of raising capital. Number one, it's expensive. Investors will expect a significant portion of the equity in the deal since they're putting up the majority of the capital. It's not uncommon for investors to own 70% or more of the equity of these offerings. Number two, you don't necessarily call all the shots. Once you've taken capital from an investor, they will expect you to utilize that capital responsibly to get them a return. You may not actually work for them, but you kind of do. Number three, additional complexity. Once you're no longer the only investor in your deals, they become more complex. You'll need to decide on a deal structure, put together an operating agreement, decide how to report the financials, and more. Let's talk about your headspace. You need to have the right mentality for raising capital. If you feel uncomfortable with this process, you need to find a way to get over that quickly because it's very difficult to scale your investment portfolio without bringing on third-party investors. Here's how to get your mind right. First, you're not asking for money. The most common objection I hear is, I'm not comfortable asking people for money. Good. Don't ask anyone for money. You're offering them an opportunity to multiply their money. That's exactly why they became investors in the first place. Operators that find investment opportunities are very valuable to investors because they often don't have the time to find and operate these investments on their own. You're collaborating with your investors. Second, every deal won't fit every investor, and that's okay. Don't take the rejection personally. Not every deal will fit every investor's criteria, and it may have nothing to do with you. Maybe they need their capital returned faster. Maybe they need it invested longer, or maybe they just prefer a different side of town. You shouldn't let that discourage you when you're raising equity. Move on to the next investor and keep that one on the list for the next time. Third, think bigger. I see far too many investors thinking too small. If you don't swing for the fences, you'll never hit them. Commercial real estate investing is clearly something you're passionate about, so think bigger. Don't be afraid to take on a project that's larger than what you've accomplished previously. And when setting out to raise capital, don't raise based on the amount of equity needed. Think bigger. You'll need to over-raise to be safe, so I typically increase my capital raise by about 20% more than what I believe is necessary. Some investors may fall off and some other unexpected expenses may arise. Now, once you've gotten your mindset right, it's time to decide on a legal deal structure. When taking on investors, you need to decide early on how the deal will be structured. And this structure will vary depending on how you approach the capital raise. Not only will you need to choose a legal entity, but you should also have an operating agreement that governs the deal. Operating agreements typically cover the equity structure, management and operations, voting protocol, books and records, transfers and liquidation, distributions, and more. Here are the most common deal structures in commercial real estate. Your first option is the joint venture. A joint venture or JV is a partnership between two or more entities. Each party will be actively contributing in the deal. There are different reasons that groups may choose to JV instead of one of the other partnership structures, such as one of the partners already owning the land or for tax purposes. However, it's very easy to find too many cooks in the kitchen with a JV. Next, a limited liability company. The limited liability company, or LLC, is the most common structure that I've seen. Investors will take the LLC route because of the tax benefits and liability limitations that the structure offers. Many investment groups will own each property in its own individual LLC so that if one investment goes awry or faces a lawsuit, the other properties won't get dragged out. If you're planning on investing in real estate with a few close friends, this may be the best option for you. Then there's the limited partnership. A limited partnership, or LP, is an 
entity that requires two or more people to form. These partnerships are generally made up of general partners and limited partners, each with their own responsibilities and contributions. General partners typically operate the deal while limited partners contribute capital. Unlike an LLC, partners can be personally liable for any mishaps on the deal. And finally, you have syndication. A syndication may be formed as any of the entities I just listed. The main difference here is how the capital raise is treated. If you intend to raise capital from third parties, you'll likely take the syndicate route and the investment will be treated as a security, meaning you're going to be regulated by the SEC. You will have to adhere to very strict rules and regulations with regards to how and from whom you can raise capital. Syndicates may further be classified as a 506B, in which operators can raise money from accredited investors and up to 35 unaccredited but sophisticated investors, or a 506C, where operators can raise capital from anyone, including investors without a pre-existing relationship, but must take the reasonable steps to verify that each investor has the accredited status. Now, of course, you'll want to consult your professionals. I am not an attorney and I'm not a CPA, and when deciding which structure is best for you, I recommend that you consult both of those professionals. There are various tax and legal implications of each structure, so it's important that you fully understand the path that you've chosen. Now for pitching the investment. So you've found a good opportunity and it's time to put together your investment pitch. If you intend to raise capital, it's crucial that you present yourself in the most professional, competent light possible. Don't just tell an investor that you have a deal and give them the address. Here's what your pitch should include. An offering memorandum. An offering memorandum is a legal document that describes your objectives, the risks involved, terms for investment, the team, financials, and more. My last offering memorandum was around 11 pages, as these documents should be very thorough and cover any and all information about the property. Remember, investors will be reviewing your OM to decide whether or not they should invest capital with you. So make the most of each opportunity. Show your experience. Your offering memorandum ought to highlight your operational history and your track record. Investors need to not only trust you as an individual, but also have faith that you know how to accomplish the goals for the investment. Experience is everything when taking on these projects. But maybe you're asking yourself, how do I show off my experience if I'm just getting started? Well, you could get a job in property management or as a commercial real estate broker for a few years, which will help you learn different investment strategies from the ground up or you could build a team. Introducing the team. Your team might just be the most important factor by which an investor determines to give you capital or not. This all goes back to trust and relationships. Investors are often placing their capital with the team, not the deal. Surprising? It actually makes sense though. Barbara Corcoran chooses to invest in people over products and Shark Tank because at the end of the day, everyone recognizes that pro formas are subject to change. If zoning laws change or economic environments shift like the pandemic we're going through right now, trustworthy operators full of grit will find a way to make the deal work. Explaining the investment offering. As I said earlier, don't just give an investor the address and tell them your general idea. Show them. Explain to them how you're going to return their capital with the expected gains. Questions you should answer when explaining the investment offering are, why do you like this property? What is the investment strategy? Why is that your chosen strategy? Why will that work with this location? Framing your pitch with those questions in mind will help you focus on the benefits, not the features, of your real estate offering. The pro forma. Show your financial calculations for the investment. How much will renovations cost? When will cash flow reach stabilization? What are the anticipated operating expenses for the property? Investors like to see that you've thought through all of these numbers. The better you know your numbers, the better of a chance you'll have at getting that capital. I also like to give my investors a good, better, and best case scenario so they can see the different possible outcomes as to what we're aiming to achieve. Now let's cover preparing yourself for raising capital. So first, 
focus on relationships. Investors want to place their capital with people they know. Your first step to raising capital is to focus on that relationship. So be genuine. I cannot stress that enough. No one wants to invest their hard-earned money with someone they just can't trust. And if you build strong relationships the right way, investors may ask you if they can place capital in your deals once they see who you are and how you operate. Happens to me all the time. Take your time. Building relationships takes time, and so does building up your track record. If you're looking to raise capital from new relationships in the next couple of weeks, you're already destined for failure. Why do you think most startups have a friends and family investing round? Investors that don't know you want to see a proof of concept. Your ability to utilize outside capital responsibly and successfully. Laying the groundwork for raising capital takes time, so start now before you have a deal to pitch. Understand your investors' goals. If your goals and your investors' goals don't align, you're going to have some problems. Setting expectations up front is important when working with investors. If they want their money returned in two years, but your investment timeline is closer to five, they just may not be a fit for your offering. The last thing you want to worry about when making a deal successful is having to handle an angry investor that had a different opinion of how your investment should be handled. So have a discovery session with each of your investors. Interview them. Figure out why they're investing their capital and what their goals are. Now, how to structure your investment offering. There are an infinite number of variations you can take when deciding how you want to compensate investors for their capital in your deal. The most common question that I get is how do I structure my deal so that it's attractive to investors? Well, just like your particular investment, one size does not fit all. Here are a few different ways to structure your investors' returns. The straight equity split. Depending on how lucrative the deal may be, you could simply offer equity. If the property is likely going to cash flow from day one and you could easily begin investor distributions early in the project, this could be an easy route for you. It's certainly the simplest. Limited partners will typically expect to receive anywhere from 50 to 90% of the equity of a project since they're putting up the cash and taking a fair amount of risk. Now, this number will vary from deal to deal. And at the end of the day, it's more about their annual return on capital. So in this case, you might see 90% to the LP or the limited partners and 10% to the GP or the general partners. Next, you could do equity with preferred returns. A preferred return or PREF is a minimum return on invested capital that the limited partners will receive for a project. Typically, the general partners will not receive any distributions from the investment until this threshold is met and exceeded. For example, if your investors require an 8% PREF with 30% equity, your project will need to return them 8% on their capital before you, as the general partner, receive any profits. Preferred returns may also accrue and can be useful when raising capital on a development or value-add project that may not cash flow for the first year. The investors will still own equity in addition to receiving their preferred return. So as you can see in this chart, investors receive 100% of the distributions until they've received an 8% return on their capital. After that, distributions are made on a 30-70 basis, which is the equity split for this example. Finally, we have waterfall returns with equity. Waterfall returns can be the most complicated of the profit distribution structures. In the most basic terms, waterfalls are distributions made to general partners and limited partners that step up as the income increases. This model may waterfall as many times as the operator likes or could be as simple as a single step up. Now be careful here. Investors can get spooked by an investment if the return structure is overly complicated. They may think they're getting taken advantage of somewhere. 
similar to preferred returns with equity, investors will still own equity in a waterfall model too. So here's an example of how waterfall model works. The first $80,000 in distributions would be split 80% to the limited partners and 20% to the general partners. After that first $80,000 in distributions, that may flip to a 50-50 share. So now that you know how to structure your offering, here are different sources of capital. There are a few different sources of investment funds for real estate deals. And any of these could be a good option for you depending on your goals and your connections. Here are a few options for finding capital to invest in commercial real estate. Private money or private investors. Private money is the most common source of investment capital. Essentially, you're raising money from any individual that has a pile of cash that they would like to deploy into a real estate investment. Depending on how you decide to structure your investments, the capital these investors place with you can either be debt or equity, both of which have their advantages and disadvantages. Self-directed IRAs. IRAs may be converted into self-directed IRAs, which can then invest in alternative investments. And real estate is an excellent alternative investment, especially for investors seeking better returns on their investment accounts. Keep in mind that there are tax implications and red tape when working with self-directed IRAs, and the custodians will need plenty of time to set everything up on their end before deploying that capital. Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding for commercial real estate has grown in popularity in recent years. There are various platforms that you can utilize to help you set up the investment offering, connect with potential investors, and raise that capital. Now, while they do take a fee, these services can be very beneficial to investors interested in raising capital outside of their circle of influence. Hard money. Hard money, which is also referred to as bridge capital, is a fine short-term solution when acquiring assets. This money is often given based off of the project or building instead of the operating partner's financial situation. So it can be rather expensive on the front end and comes with higher annual interest rates, but this can assist you in closing quickly on a deal so that you can refinance later. Now, how to find those investors? Now that you know how to raise it, it's time to go find that capital. Unfortunately, investors can be difficult to find for most newer operators since most people don't go around talking about money. However, here are the most effective ways that I've found potential investors. Current investors. Investors that have placed capital with you before will be your easiest cash raise. They will also recommend their friends and family to join in with them if they feel that it is in everyone's best interests. However, you do have to have a track record and perform before you will reap the benefits here. But soon you'll be able to raise capital through your network with ease. Friends and family. Friends and family should be your first call when looking to raise money. They're often more forgiving on your pitch as long as the deal makes sense and will invest in you because they know, like, and trust you. Your immediate circle of influence will know more about you and your background than any stranger ever will. Use that to your advantage since they've likely been with you on your journey since day one. IRA custodians. As I mentioned, self-directed IRAs are under the watch of a custodian. These custodians don't actually make the call on whether or not the money can be placed with you, but they can get you in contact contact with their clients that have expressed interest in real estate. Network with local IRA custodians and let them know that you have investment offerings available from time to time for their clients. Other real estate professionals. My attorney, CPA, bookkeeper, everyone around me knows what I do. And they send me any of their clients that are interested in investing in commercial real estate deals because they trust me and know my track record. Let other real estate professionals know that you're looking to raise capital and they can help facilitate introductions to potential investors. Philanthropic events. 
Philanthropy tends to attract individuals with money. Join charities and attend philanthropic events that are in line with your ideals. If you join Justifying Capital, you will quickly find yourself with a poor reputation in that community and will be seen as someone simply looking to use other people. As I said earlier, these methods take time and they will pay off, but you need to commit and be genuine. Real Estate Investors Groups My first move when I got into real estate was to join a real estate investors group. Not only was I able to learn more about investing, but I was also able to rub elbows with local real estate professionals in my market that were actively doing and seeking more deals. There are a number of different organizations that you could join, but my number one tip, regardless of the organization, volunteer. Be the door greeter. Help set up for events. You'll have the opportunity to meet everyone coming through the door. Now, for some final thoughts on fundraising. So there you have it. You know what investment capital is, whether or not you need it for your deals, how to structure your offering, and how to raise capital for commercial properties. Becoming an excellent fundraiser will allow you to scale your investment portfolio far beyond what you could likely achieve on your own and much, much faster. Money flows to great deals and great operators, so protect your reputation, even if that means making personal sacrifices for the benefit of your investors and hunt down those deals. So there you have it for the ultimate beginner's guide to raising commercial real estate investment capital. For more commercial real estate investing strategies, leasing and management tips, market updates and more, subscribe to the channel, smash that like button, and I'll see you next time.